Hey, I remember this song. <laughs> it's been so long. Vaguely. It's been 84 um, years. Yeah. In the last episode, um, some of the more astute of you, let's 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 call them perfectionists, <laughs> um, pointed out, in some cases pointed out very politely, and in other cases, uh, I got some messages that were like, hey, uh, what the hell? <laughs> Whoa. What the hell? <laughs> Where's where's the audio in the first twenty seconds? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I responded I responded politely to all of them, but occasionally <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm I'm sorry, I've let you down. I have <laughs> I have fundamentally failed you, mm. and I deserve lashings. Um, oh, I don't know. If yeah, you know no. what? No, the, the intro and outro were missing from uh, from the last episode, but. Um, you know, you know what? It honestly served a purpose because you and I and the listener, they all love this song, like the intro outro. And if nothing else, it just reinforced how much we love it. That the week it was missing, we go, man, like that didn't like it. Just felt like something was missing, and we just cannot wait for it to return. And it's 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 been a growing exercise for us all. We are so we just cannot wait. Yeah, and I would also like to take a, a shot at glass half fulling this shit and just say that uh, <laughs> it took me 133 episodes to to f that up. So oh you know yeah, <laughs> you know what? That's that's not bad. That's so, pretty good. Episode 266, you'll be sitting there going, the "Yeah, hell's the? I don't hear any. You know, yeah. For the but OG yeah. followers, 266 is going to be meaningful." 266 they'll be like oh my god i remember this <laughs> which will be actually really fun because it'll happen again on 399 and, and it'll be like the episode before 400 and people will be like what does this mean <laughs> oh so they said this uh, would happen. Hello and welcome my name is D- D- yes um Roger Moore. All right, bye. <laughs> are you so okay? Are you telling me that if we could get Roger Moore on the podcast, you you would? <laughs> oh, uh, we 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 take pot shots at him, but of course, I, it would be fascinating to have a conversation with him. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, Roger, have you no shame? Like, have you actually, you just actually don't, it's just it like a paycheck is a paycheck. Like what's, how does that <laughs> listen, fill us in? Let's, let's turn it back to you. If Tom Cruise would come on the show, would you, cause I think there's more of a chance you'd hang up straight up with him, but I'm curious. Oh, absolutely. But the whole, but the whole episode, <laughs> the whole episode would be uh, to hell with movies. We would just talk Scientology. We would uh. just lay yeah. into the you know and we could probably get like a flat earther on the episode we could probably get um we could probably we could probably flush that or flush flesh that uh that panel out pretty nicely we should we'll look into that <laughs> let's do it yeah uh black mirror it feels like it's been a long time since black mirror did we skip one is that what happened yeah i think just with the schedule we and then we skipped one and then it just kind of worked out and so it's it's okay. been a week. like we didn't skip an we didn't skip a black mirror we just skipped a, a week that we would normally release a black mirror exactly exactly we just yeah. kind of pretended like that didn't happen so <laughs> so it's been a month it's been a month since we've talked black mirror that's exciting yeah oh yeah uh white christmas White Christmas. Had you had you seen this episode, sir? I had not. Not even okay. remotely. I would say, so right off the bat, each episode that we've had has had some sort of star power in it, some a little better known to us, others not. I would say this one, this is the first one where there, we were like, holy, who was like, you know, sucking up to who in order to get John Hamm in this friggin' thing. 
<laughs> He's pretty like that's yeah. impressive. It's and it's and, also the first Black Mirror episode that stars a character who isn't English. Is that so? I'm trying to I think, think so. about that. Yeah. Right. So, because okay, so we've got the national anthem, which is the British Prime Minister. We've got the 15 million merits, and he was he was English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, what one came after that? Oh, oh the eye implant thing. Yeah, the eye implant. And that one was, and then the Don Don Hall Dom Hall Gleason one. Yep. And um, the white bear one. Hmm. Yeah, they've all been, they've all had English leads. I mean, this one also has an English lead, but it's got a co-lead, which is not. Yeah, yeah. So, branching out, a little less prejudice, Black Mirror. Good job. Good job. Good for you. Uh, So, what are your initial thoughts? You know, (laughs) this is a bit different, because this one, I think, might be the longest episode we've watched. Um, It is. It's like a hundred and, it's like an hour and... 15 minutes or something yeah um yeah i mean i i actually quite liked it i'm I, i'm not going to tip my score um uh, well i guess i'm going to say i'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10 but it was cruising for a 10 out of 10 i loved this not as a black mirror episode per se like i kind of forgot it was a black mirror episode and i just watched it and i was so drawn into the story and the two lead actors and man, like I was just drinking up the Kool-Aid and then it got to a point in the episode where I'm like, oh, right, this is a Black Mirror episode. So there, there's going to have to be a point made or a story arc that kind of makes me uncomfortable or kind of highlights something. So then I kind of like backed off a bit and like, OK, don't open your heart up too much. So um, right. I guess I guess we'll talk about the meat and potatoes of what this episode talked about. But just as like a piece of film um until it made me uncomfortable i was like dang like this is a captivating story captivating characters i was i was i was into it i was into it so so either way unanimously this is the best black mirror episode we've watched yet because because i i i think it's my it it is my favorite one that that we've watched so far Mm Hmm. it might be close yeah 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 that's uh Okay, um, we, you're, you're you're always the one with the notes for, for these Black Mirror episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why don't you deep dive into those and we can just kind of play off of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, I'm, how do we start? Let me let me start with this. Okay, so quick, su- do we need to summarize it just like in 30 seconds? There's, I, I will I just, guess. For the yeah, Carl Eastmans in the group. For the Carl Eastmans out there who... <laughs> a bunch of baby whiners when they okay. don't, you know. So we've got the synopsis. We got these two dudes in a cabin at Christmas. They work together. We don't know what they do. They obviously don't talk together. That's alluded to. But if it's Christmas, so they're cooking together and the John Ham character says, "Hey, it's Christmas. Let's open up to each other. Let's tell some stories." And you know, he tells this story of how he what he did for a living and it's a combination of being an earpiece in shy people's ears that would help them kind of in social situations meet people in a romantic setting. And then he also kind of, I guess, trained a really high-tech Google Home that has some ethical issues that we might break down shortly. Regardless, he kind of baits his co-star into telling the co-star story where he had this event where other technology is brought up, um, where again, we'll get into that meat and potatoes. And ultimately this co-star, uh, killed an individual. And as a result, uh, like a child died, you do (laughs) killed an adult in a fit of rage. And then just kind of in like a fit of just in like, he was just so caught up in the emotions he left and as a result a child was left unattended and ultimately died regardless he confesses to this to a degree unknowingly to john ham and that's essentially the episode yeah Basically. kind of kind of yeah yeah sort of i mean there's <laughs> some stuff in there about like being like again we've all got kind of these eye implants again 
Yes. Um, and so you're able to block so eye and ear, like brain implants, basically. And you're able to you're able to block someone so that they can't see you and you can't see them. You're just kind of like this sensor yeah. blob. Um, but then, yeah, it, at the end uses this. So we've got this tech where we basically implant this thing in your brain for like a week and it learns who you are. It learns like everything about you. And then we take that little thing out and we we take the software on it and we stick it into this little egg, which basically runs your house, right? Kind of is, is almost like becomes a Jarvis for you. Yeah. Right? Becomes this, good morning, sir. You have an appointment at four o'clock today. Right. You know, shall, Rody is at the door. Shall I let him in? You know? <laughs> um, and, um, but it, yeah, because it knows you and because it knows everything, um, it's got like access to your memories and, and shit. And so, like, they essentially, they've got this guy locked up who won't confess to what he's done. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then they they use this, they stick this thing in his head um, and and pull it out. And then they've basically got this little egg that will talk to them um, yeah. or that they can kind of coax into talking them to them easier than they can the actual person. Right. And it's through that little thing, that little, you know, brain egg yeah. that they get a confession. So that's, that's, I feel like an important detail. Yes. Yes. Very much so. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, so you, you listen, you have already stated that there's maybe some ethical issues with the little person in the egg. Mm-hmm. Can we, do you want to unpack that? Do you want to talk about that? Can I, can I just in my sequential brain? Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. I just kind of want to go things in order of what we found. So let's actually start with the ethics of John Ham's hobby. Okay. Oh, his hobby. Okay. So yeah. his hobby, yeah. which is being a, a, a bug in the ear of, of, weak nerdy guys who <laughs> right. need a date sure. right he's basically like a high-tech hitch from the will smith movie well see and that's immediately where my brain went so i think i'm going to be biased when we break this one down but i i'm more open to this than not open to it although i do see some dangers sure um so my initial thought is ethically the only issue with what he's doing is streaming it to those other guys. Yes. Ethically, oh, for sure. that's the only issue. Yep. Um, so so is it ethically wrong to be a bug in an ear and sort of coach someone through a date? No, I don't think so because I think it's just, I mean, it's deceptive, yes, but it's also just feels like a more, it feels like a more efficient version of like coaching someone before they go on a date, which none of us would say there's anything wrong with, right? Mm-hmm. None of it, no one would say like, oh, you know, your best friend gave you some advice or some tips before you went on this date. No one would have an issue with that. They just have an issue with it when it's being streamed live to your ear. Um, and you know what? Some people, I guess, just need that nudge. They need that like... They need that boost when it comes to their personality, when it comes to their social skills, when it comes to their ability to pick up on social uh, social cues and and navigate a date. Um, they need that, and and that's what this guy provides. Now, having said that, there's nothing ethically wrong with that. I I still think it's problematic, um, because it is a ruse. It is. You know, if this works and you get the girl to continue to see you, you've still got some work on yourself to do, like, all of that confidence, all of that ability to say the right thing and do the right thing was, in a sense, fake, was not instinctual, was not how you would actually act or react. Um, And so, I mean, that person still got... You know, and I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's like, you know, they were a different person altogether because it's possible that, you know, these are the responses you wish you could give 
you just lack the confidence. So if this is like a confidence thing, if this is just like a keep you on track so that you can be the best you, then there's there's ethically nothing wrong with it, but you still need to like, you know, there's little things not always going to be in your ear to do that. So once you get the girl, you know, you're you're probably going to be left there sitting thinking to yourself, now I need to sort out some things for real that I probably should have just sorted out before trying to get the girl. Um, yeah. You I, know, I've, I've kind of put the cart before the horse here a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I, I think it's problematic. Um, I think it's a recipe for a failed relationship. Um, but I, but again, ethically, I think the only issue with what the, with the service he's providing is the fact that he's, he's streaming it to these other guys that are like wanting to, see the date naked and stuff right yeah like, that's a bit much i think what i so. where i stand on this is i agree with you i think it's best used as a crutch and i think if you were to define it and say okay this is a service for you to break the ice or to get to know someone and you just need some coaching to get past that kind of roadblock that's fine but have a clear defined amount of time that you can use it and kind of have a clause in there where you say, okay, if you get to know someone at a certain point, you need to disclose to them, hey, I used this to kind of get to know you. This is why I'm shy. I'm this. I'm that. I don't use it anymore, but I, I just feel you have the right to know. So I feel like maybe with some clear definitions like that, it'd be okay. But beyond that, and even with that, I think it can be a slippery slope. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I haven't I haven't put enough thought into whether I think it would be necessary to disclose that down the road. Mm. I probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um but I just haven't I haven't really thought that out enough to be able to definitively say, "Oh yeah, 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 for sure." Or, "No, I don't, you know, I don't think that's I don't think that's true." Um I I would probably agree with it though. Right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, okay. so the next thing is basically what you br- just brought up now. There's that, the ethics around John Hamm torturing the quote unquote person in the Google home or the, the egg. Right. So yeah. Cause he like, he like, you know, over the course of a couple of seconds makes the person in the egg experience like weeks and then months and then you know, and then whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and then at the end, we see the cops do it to the person inside the egg for the other guy, for the, the murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do it for, it was going to be like thousands of years or something over the course of the weekend. Yeah. Right? They were like leaving for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And... And then it was just going to be like, it was like a year every couple of seconds or something. Uh, I, I I don't think there's an ethical issue here. I think, you know, so let's start with the girl in the ag in the house, right? The, mm-hmm. the you know, before John Hamm gets convicted. Um, yeah. I, there's, there's nothing wrong with this. It's a, it's, and he points it out. He says it himself. It's a piece of software. It has a face on it and it sounds like the person and it has the memories of the person. And, and so that makes you a little uneasy. It makes you feel empathetic for this thing. But, but it is just that. It's a thing. It's not a person. It's not a living being. It's a, it's a piece of software. He's, he's torturing a piece of software. In order, uh, t- torturing a piece of artificial intelligence in order to make the artificial intelligence compliant. Um, but then, I mean, I think I think it's this slippery slope because if you if you argue that there's something ethically wrong with torturing this thing, um, then you kind of also have to take the stance that like artificial intelligence should be treated the way we treat people. Right. That like that the emotions and the feelings and the concerns and the wants of a machine of a, of a of a piece of software, a piece of tech, regardless of how smart the tech is, should be treated with the same dignity and respect that a, that a human being is. 
Mm. Um, and I mean, you're welcome to, but I think it's, it's bullshit to say that like, <laughs> <laughs> that we would have to, that it's some ethical, you know, that that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms or the Constitution or, or whatever should apply equally to this piece of software. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and think, so, yeah, so I, I have no issue with it. Torture the thing. It's just a piece of software. It's right. not real. Right. I think you've walked me off uh, the, the ledge with that one because it... it it really muddies the water, yeah, when it's represented with a human face and, like, human characteristics, so it makes me uncomfortable. Um, you know, I get some vibes from Ex Machina from there, but I think you're right. I think the more you're breaking it down, this specific ethical issue really isn't an ethical issue, or at least I don't feel strongly enough to kind of debate it, because, yeah, it is a piece of software. I mean... So I'm just trying to think about further in the episode. So near the end, there's the egg that gives the confession of the imprisoned individual. So when they go to the Christmas party and cycle it through and through and through and through, that is still the egg. Is that still not correct? an issue. Right. Yeah. So, so I don't yeah, it's really... it's not actually affecting the guy who's in prison. It's not... It, right. it, it in no way affects the person who actually committed the murder. So why? Why do they... Because they're just, I know, they're getting their giggles. I mean, why do we have, you know, we have like little ant farms that we poke at and shit. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's just fun to play God. Okay. Okay. Is, is what that boils down to, I think. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So that so, changes yeah, the still, ending. Still not ethically wrong. So that changes the ending. Mm. So, okay. So just a, as a side note, I've always like the ending, I kind of assumed, okay, it's the actual person who committed the crime that's experiencing that, but de- like that's not, it's the egg. So who who comes out with the worst punishment? John Hamm, who's blocked from every soul on earth, or absolutely, or the person who because we don't really know what the person who actually committed the crime is going to get. Like, is he going to live in a jail cell? Well, he'll be blocked by everyone. I mean, yeah, he's just we don't gonna know. rot in a cell. So John, you know, yeah, wow, he's, he's he's just good. So no, John I mean Hamm. John Hamm could wow. move out. You know, get like a solitude cabin somewhere, and and live a life of of solitude but i mean he's still going to like it's still wow to have no interactions with the world oh like, yeah it, just to get the things that you need in order to survive and get by to buy gas to have any sort of purchase or, or, or exchange or do or do anything to not be able to see a single human being on the planet or have so, them see or hear you yeah i mean so this sidesteps the whole point of what the show is trying to tell but i think there's workarounds that i feel like the show just kind of had to skip over for the story to move along but like there's workarounds where you could just write on a piece of paper and hand it to a clerk and say i need a loaf of bread some toilet paper and some hog and dos ice cream i also feel when the person who dang i'm looking up his name because i actually like him as it's still a crappy life though Oh, it's still a crappy life. What's his name? Uh, Rafe Spall. I like him. He was the other co-actor. I liked him. But in his circumstance, when he was blocked by his spouse, I feel like there's just certain things he could have done where when it when he was blocked by his partner, he when he was trying to come up and be like, I really want to talk to you. I really want to talk to you. And she thought like she was being attacked. I feel like there are certain like non-verbal things that you could have done to make it clear. Like you're wanting to communicate, like literally get on your knees and just like sit next to her. So she kind of knows like, Hey, he's not threatening me. Hey, he's calm. Hey, he's not belligerent. I'm curious what he wants, but that like, I'm getting that's so far in the weeds. Like I'm, that just is a piece of film that bothered me, but I understand why, because then the story would be done and we wouldn't see what we saw. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's interesting that you, like, so you interpreted that she felt threatened in that situation and she was unsure of what he wanted. And I didn't take that away. I thought she knew exactly what he wanted. He just wanted to communicate. He wanted to talk about this baby thing. He wanted, but she just didn't. Mm. She just didn't want to talk to him. And you're talking. We're talking um, about like after that, like from that point on. Then she got the restraining order. Yeah. 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 Look, I just, I just simply don't want you in my life anymore. Hmm. I don't feel as though I owe you an explanation. I just don't want you in my life. And from what we saw in the relationship, maybe that was the case. Like maybe it had run the course with her, and she said, "I'm not feeling the same way I do. It's just easier to block you and detach well, I mean, myself." She'd already, she'd been cheating on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's pregnant with somebody else's kid. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So which I think I, I think initially right. she's planning on not keeping it. And I don't know if that's because she intended to stay with him and felt guilt knew that like if she was going to stay with this guy, she couldn't have this Asian baby. Right. Um, but then his reaction and the way that he treated her, any like on the fence she had about fixing this relationship just disappeared, was was tipped over in the other direction. Hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I think like what a, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about like this whole blocking thing. Because, like, I can't imagine a worse feeling yeah. than being in a relationship, getting in an argument, as you do, mm-hmm. yeah. saying things that are asinine and not which you, not how you actually feel or, or what you should actually say, as you do. You get caught up in emotion. You get caught up in emotion. You say things that you don't mean. You're just, you're, you're thinking, you're not thinking. You're acting on emotion. Um, but to have that be able to be met with, I'm shutting you out. You're not going to be able to hear anything I say. You can't communicate with me. I'm putting you in a timeout and, and it's however long I decide. Could be weeks, days, years. Months, minutes, who knows? Hours, right? Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine something more painful and something more awful than that. And in a lot of ways, just feels counterproductive. Feels counterintuitive to like having healthy conversations about things and like. If you can just simply shut someone off as opposed to actually dealing with things and working things out, it's just a lot of power. It's a lot of control that you're given. Yeah, to block out healthy Um, things like conversation or even closure if a relationship needs to end. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that side of it where I'm like, oh, God, that's awful. Like, that should not exist. But then on the other side of it, I'm like, but then you ask yourself – is like, but should you have to talk to anyone that you don't want to talk to? Well, I think what what power, what control? If your spouse decides that they're going to block you for the night, do you just because you're married to them? That doesn't mean that you have the ability to make them listen to you if you want them to. Right? They're still their own person. They still have autonomy. And so, like, you know, and there are scenarios like that where, like, you just have to have the last word. And even though they're not <laughs> listening, you're still, you're talking at them. Right. And, like, yeah. and that's, that's not healthy either. I think Black Mirror really strikes again where they show a piece of technology. Because I definitely see both sides. And I think I'm 89 to 90% in your camp that... It's maybe not always beneficial. And the first thing that came to mind where I think there are circumstances where this is very, very applicable. Like if there's a one-sided abusive relationship or someone takes advantage of someone where it's not just something that needs to be talked out. Like it's literally something that is causing harm to someone. An instant block like in this technological example is perfect is needed is warranted and i think just like with any other piece of technology that this show kind of puts forward and says hey but there's pros and cons or it's a slippery slope this is it this is it again like there's a lot of circumstances where clear cut yes it's good clear cut maybe it'd be okay in a small portion or in a lot of circumstances it's misused or manipulated or used inappropriately and causes more harm than the intended benefit. Right. So I think that's a long-winded way to say immediately I was like, wow, this is great. This is something that would be beneficial to society. But then kind of pretty soon, I really kind of swayed to the way you're feeling where it's, I don't know, maybe it's not ideal because I think just people 
would misuse it and maybe more harm comes from it. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Are you surprised he are you surprised he committed murder? Are you surprised he lashed out like that? I yeah, very much so. Oh really? Um, I I wasn't. I mean, I don't think it's okay. I don't think it excuses no, it. No, oh no, no. Um, and I'm I'm not reading but that. But I mean from he was already like think of think of his emotional state during the mi- nine months while she's pregnant. True. And then think of his emotional state over the next six, seven years as he's watching this girl the silhouette of a girl grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking it's his. Right. Yeah. Right. We're 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 not talking about a discovery that that he's he's you know we're not just talking about oh for the last nine months my wife was pregnant and I thought it was mine and then the baby came out and it was a different race. We're talking about that plus <laughs> years, six years, years of obsess of obsessing of unhealthy behavior. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy behavior, but again, like uh, I don't know, man. Like I see. I see the temptation. I understand. I understand the thought processes that led him to act the way he acted, as yep. far as like stalking outside of the property <laughs> line and like yeah. leaving the snow globe and stuff like that. Like I, or the the yeah, like I, you, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. But. But I don't in any way envy the position that he was in. Not even and a it would little take, bit. No. It it would take so much, so much of you to to act appropriately and make the right decisions in that situation to just be like, no, okay, she's blocked me. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to accept the fact that I can't see my child and walk away. Like... Yeah, I so like I said, it's not okay the way he acted at all ever during any of this. Um, but I also get it. I think I get I it. I also too. get how it happened. I get it too, but maybe it points back to this technology being misused. That it it can be beneficial if used properly, and maybe there's restrictions and guidelines that need to be used with it. Where if you are the blocky, like the person that's been blocked, maybe there's steps you can take to have a witnessed conversation with this person with a therapist or with a policeman or uh, insert professional who's kind of chaperoning you for a better, lack of a better term that if you're if in this example you're this person if you just re- literally want some closure and you can apply and say listen like if she's afraid of me if she's worried about what i'm going to do like and be it can be a public it can be with people present i just want some closure a 20 minute conversation of why you left me or she can say hey i left you this isn't your child and he could say oh wow okay i can process this i can have some closure i can move on with my life but uh, this is getting into the weeds of i guess just to the point where this technology has a lot of ramifications and if it there's a lot of loose ends that need to be tied after you just hit that block button. There's a lot of problems that can happen. Yeah, for sure. Like, again, he was in the wrong, but he was also, like, mentally and emotionally, he was being wronged. Like, as a human being, yeah, for sure. As, as, a, as the ability to have closure, as the ability to, like, I don't know that anyone's psyche could, could endure what he was expected <laughs> to endure. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. it's just it's just flooring the the amount of emotional trauma that would cause. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um so what about the fact that they what about the fact that they're able to get a confession not out of the guy but basically by like scanning his brain and then having a conversation with the the having a conversation with an AI based on his brain? Yeah, I mean, so that's the last main point on my note system, and it's a doozy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I think I don't know the, if it's right oof, or not. I, I think the things that it brings up that you have to consider, and it's a long-winded way to say who the heck knows, but I think you have to ask. Okay, what's the point of the justice system? Is it so that everyone has a f- fair shot of getting out of a crime or manipulating the system, like? 
if the underlying point of the justice system is that those who have committed a crime are punished for their crime, and if this is a way to, like, it's it's honestly equivalent to giving someone a, the, a magical truth serum that they tell the truth. So, I mean, if, I think if we presented this in the form of, hey, we've got a magical elixir that if you give someone, they'll drink it and they will tell the truth if they committed murder, if they committed fraud, if they did this, if they did that. And I think if we presented it as a bottle with medicinal contents in it, I don't think there would be an ethical problem with it. I think it's just because it's kind of like we hit on before. It's this weird representation of a person that isn't a person, but it looks like them. And it kind of seems like sidestepping their ability to answer for themselves. I, I honestly wonder if there's not as much of an ethical problem, the more I'm kind of, kind of hashing it out here. Like you, you find the truth and that's the whole, the whole point of the justice system is to find the truth, to punish and to find the answers that's that is what happened but i mean yeah i mean but find the truth at at what cost like by any means necessary like it's it's you know it's not whether or not the truth should come out but again it's like i mean we've talked about this in the past and i think on a black mirror episode Mm. um but like how often how often do you think people like good honest reformed people go to prison for 20 years for something they committed 15 years ago that, you know, again, like a less, like a a victimless crime. Yep. Right. Not a, not murder or something. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. But like someone does something and then 15 years later it comes out that that's what they did and they go to jail. But you know what? For the last 14 years, that's not who this person is. Right. This is friggin' Timmy that works for Goodwill and does the donation <laughs> shit and serves soup at soup kitchens and like. Sure. Why, why are we putting that guy away? Like, mm. Mm. he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. You know. I um, think I think the one thing I'd say to that because we have had that dis- discussion and it's been a good one. I would say. Well, in this specific example you give, maybe in the judicial system, we need to monitor what punitive actions are given for what crimes and ensure that it's reflective. So if it's something that's past a statute of limitations or if it's something that's minor, maybe we need to reevaluate what are we doing with our judicial system? Do we have bigger fish to fry? But the thing I would offer you is maybe we should push ahead with this technology. How many people have gone to jail? And have spent 15 to 20 years. Can you hear Oh, me? sure. For something they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I was like scrolling through Netflix to kind of scroll through the Black Mirror episodes to kind of determine, is this like, just to look at them and be like, is this my favorite one so far? And then I left it like hovering and then like just an episode started playing. And then I was like, wait, no, you're good. Brady sounds like Netflix. That's really cool. Like, how did he get the copyright <laughs> yeah, no, no, for no, that Absolutely. Sound? But yeah, so people, like how many people innocent people jail for yeah. shit they didn't do? Yeah, so it's just like okay, maybe that we have no choice but to do this just to confirm that guilty people are getting what uh, punishment and non-guilty people can move on with their lives. But right, so I guess it's you know I guess it's it's less about so yeah maybe it's less about questioning whether or not the truth should come out, and mm-hmm. it's more about questioning what what's done with that truth right and like you know in canada like we said in canada there's no statute of limitations there's no yes you did this but it's been 10 years Mm. so it doesn't matter right right it's it's you did this 52 years ago you're going to jail for 20 years (laughs) and it's like and it's tough (laughs) because we're punishing people that potentially don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, how, so how old are you? Give I'm, or take. I'm give, below give 50. I'm below 50. You're, you're the higher or lower end of which decade? <laughs> I don't want to tell you. <laughs> what, why? Why? What is this? Okay. I, you Still, know, you're... 
it's like an existential crisis. I like to just pretend I'm 19 and holding. Okay. So, but you're not 19. Correct? No, 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 no. And it's been a while since you've been 19. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can put it that way. All right. And, and would you say that right now you're a fairly decent, considerate of other people's feelings, straightforward, st- you know, straight shooting kind of guy? Sure. I, I'm a human being who has his flaws, but f- more often than not, I usually follow the law. Sure. Uh, well, not even law, but just in general. Like you're just, okay. you know, sure. you would say you you tip to the, the scale, the end of the scale that is good person. I try to, but again, I have my flaws. Sure. And not that 16-year-old Pete was a bad person, <laughs> but would you say that, like... Do you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you identify with 16-year-old Pete? Right. I I think I get your point. Like, we change... Like, is it fair to say that 16-year-old Pete was probably considerably douchier than than present-day current adult had time to learn from his mistakes and be a better person, Pete? Sure. Right? And so, like, if, if all of a sudden someone were to show up tomorrow... And say, Pete, we know you did this when you were 16. We're going to put you in jail. Would you not feel like, but that's not even me anymore. Like, yeah. like that doesn't even, it, I, like I, I, I do remember doing that, but like it, it's almost like a dream. It's almost like a nightmare because cause I just don't even identify with that version of me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's. I see that all the time. Shit, like the Facebook memories. It's like you posted <laughs> this ten years ago, and I'll look at the status that I posted ten years ago, and I'm like, I was a total jackass. Oh yeah. What what kind of jerk posts dumb shit like that? Like who? For sure. And it wasn't even like mean or awful or malicious stuff. It's just like a yeah. just douchey stuff. Like <laughs> who? What? I posted that. Right. My God. It's it's so, just it's just so complicated though, right? And I like I don't have an answer for you because I definitely see the merit in what you're saying, but there's probably some things that are so horrible that even if a human being has moved on or that's not who they were or they made a mistake in the heat of a moment, there's probably some oh, sure. things where and it's I there's some things where that should have punishment or that should have results yeah like if you take i think regardless if you take someone's life sure but then i mean i get but but i think there's some in between stuff it's an impossible conversation yeah because there's definitely in between stuff of like okay you didn't seal snickers bar you didn't kill someone it was somewhere in between but how do you determine what is more severe what's not as severe like it's it's honestly it's complicated it really is right and it's like, but again, I mean, again, you get into this weird, and I'm just like, I don't know what my stance is. So I'm just playing devil's advocate. But like, you know, let's say you find someone, someone, someone murders your, your brother 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And you spend 40 years trying to figure out who committed this crime. Right. The case is never solved until 40 years later when it is. And, you know, you're like, wow, but the family deserves the, the, whatever, the, 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 the comfort of knowing that the killer is behind bars, the satisfaction of knowing that the killer is behind bars. But I mean, again, you come into two, uh, the two things I think about with that is like, one, that's like, that's so, we were putting this person away because of vengeance, Mm -hmm. because of like a, a vendetta against wanting to see this person suffer and then the other thing is like you know it's 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 been 40 years it's impossible to know if the person you're locking up now is the person who committed that crime right like it, it is 40 years later dave the same asshole who murdered your brother 40 years ago I don't know. And it's, so I don't know. I mean, you know, and that's just it. And then, and I think that's an issue with the judici- judicial system. And, uh, but it's not, I like, but I don't know what the answer is. Right. Right. I, I know there's issues. 
I, I know that I think there's issues. I, I spent a year studying police foundations. So I spent a lot of time studying our justice system and how it works and why it works that way and ways that it used to work and ways that alternatively it could work because this is what we do in other countries and other, you know, like whatever. Um, and I don't know, they've all got flaws. They've all got, they've all got flaws. But yeah, so do I think, do I think the truth should come out? Yeah, probably. What do we do with that truth? And is it okay to get that truth from not the person? I mean, it's it's software. Is it possible that this software malfunctions? It's still technology. <laughs> if we're talking about technology, there's, right. there's still an error of margin. Right. A margin of error, sorry. <laughs> That's something we right? never consider with any of these um, Black Mirror technologies is just like, what do you, like someone's running with an old operating system. Someone has, you know, like it cuts out yeah. on the Wi-Fi, like just something that catastrophically ruins its influence, like, oh, nightmares. Yeah. Nightmares. Uh, scale of zero to 10 this episode for me. Quite honestly, like I said, I was close to giving it a 10 till I've remembered I was watching Black Mirror. And I, I honestly just kind of forgot. Like, okay, we got it. We got to get to the uncomfortable part. Here it comes. Here we go. I just give it a 7 out of 10. And I'm wondering if I'm being a little oh, too you hard. Dropped, you dropped down quite a bit from a 10. <laughs> and I'm wondering if it's just doomed to fail because of the nature of the show. And I honestly wonder if I'm being too hard because looking at all the episodes, this is totally my favorite piece of piece of Black Mirror. And I think it's just because it has kind of weaves such an interesting story beyond than just the questions that it raises. Fair. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. What did you give it? Because I'm assuming you'll give it a, a higher score, maybe even a 10. Okay, listen, there was a moment shortly after the, because the episode ended and I always think to myself, okay, what am I, like I try to score it right then and there. And for a bit, I was thinking to myself, this could be a 10. I think oh, this wow. is a 10. Uh, but then I was like, ah, but I don't like to give 10s because, I don't know, it's just too committal. It's too, I'm putting too many eggs in that basket, right? And then there's nowhere There's nowhere to go, mm. right? Um, but then... Ultimately, what it came down to, so I, I, I am, I'm giving it a 10. And what it comes down to is just, there's nothing that I would have preferred they did different. Hmm. There was no moment where I was bored by the episode. There was no moment where I was like, oh, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. Right. Like, it was just, I was captivated. I wanted to know what happened. It was a fun twist at the end. They, they Like the twist, the reveal, they only give you in the last two, three minutes. Like they really don't oh, dwell yeah. on it. They just kind of let you get lost in the yep. story. Well, and that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, it's so good. Especially, especially the first <sighs> third, first half of the film. Mm. When it's just John Hamm talking about his story. Right. That was so entertaining. And so interesting. And you were just like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Like, John Hamm's character was just great. So, yeah, I gave it a 10 of 10. That's really cool. Of note, yeah. John Hamm was really fascinating in this. I've had, there's someone that I've talked to who, before the Robert Pattinson thing dropped about he's the next Batman, he was curious, he didn't think it was going to happen, but he was curious how John Hamm would pull off his portraying Batman. And he just thought he had kind of just that, I don't know, just a, the ability to, I don't know, just kind of pull it off and make it interesting. And I'm not sure I'm there, but I'm not sure I'm, like, I would be interested to check it out. I'm, I'm, I'll say that much. Yeah, I mean... And and that's uh, you know John Hamm has been a rumor or a fan favorite for Batman, a fan choice hmm. for Batman for a long time. Oh, um, okay, up cool. There, up there with Jensen Ackles, um, hmm. and uh, was it Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, and Willem Dafoe for the Joker? That's been a long running. <laughs> oh, man, Batman fans are like, oh. God. 
just look at them. They like <laughs> Photoshop images and stuff. And you're like, yeah, okay, it, like it works. You could be a creepy ass Joker. It'd be cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, I think John Hamm would make a great, you know, older grizzly chisel kind of Batman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, wrap this thing up, man. All right. Well, everyone, like, follow, subscribe on our social media pages below. Check them out. Um, you can also check out our Patreon page and our merchandise page if you're feeling so inclined to helping support the show, helping maintain the show, and helping the show grow. Thank you for listening. And uh, check out our uh, upcoming post. We'll be running a contest these next few weeks where um, we are giving a giveaway. We're giving away three $10 iTunes gift cards. And the way to enter is either join our Patreon or just continue being a part of our Patreon if you're part of our Patreon already. And um, you can also enter by sending us an audio message of what you watched this week, where you just insert your name, you insert a film that you watched that week, and then you ask us what we watched that week, and we'll insert it uh, in an upcoming episode. So, yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, so either Patreon or send us an audio clip. Uh, And you know what? I would say, what, what? So by like end of April? Yeah, like maybe we'll probably announce the winner like early May. So we'll we'll just let it breathe early a little May. bit. We'll let so it breathe. So like May 2021. Yeah. If you're hearing this after May 2021, uh, then keep your eyes out for, <laughs> for a more recent giveaway. <laughs> if you're listening to this on like the 10-year anniversary, the contest might be closed. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>